Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. I'm Jonathan Friedman and our next guest who we always introduce but needs no introduction, Mark Z, Mark Z Legal Staffing. Welcome with uh, another one of your great employment updates. How are you? John, I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you for, for asking. Um, I'm finally, uh, as I said, finally walking on the path and I'm glad you're doing that. Glad to hear you're doing better. Good. So, um, yeah, we often talk about the marketplace and this is really what we're here to uh, give uh, our listeners an opportunity to, to uh, get updated on what's happening. And today you want to talk about uh, an interesting topic and, and one that is uh, perhaps overlooked within the employment uh, realm, and that is uh, communication and coordination. And, uh, and we're, we're, we're all living in a time when things are happening so quickly. Um, and uh, that leads to obviously challenges as well. So tell us a little bit about what you're seeing and some of the guidance and advice you can give. Thanks, John. So um, as, as, as you know, it's like we talk about, it, it's like my, by, by being able to talk about it, my business is like a lab where we can talk about um, situations that we're seeing happening. And one of the trends that we're happening is, is as the hiring process gets more challenging, and people get busier, and people's lives have so many things going on, there's a lot of um, disconnect in the hiring process. So for example, we talked about on the employer's side, it's so important to get back to candidates in a timely way. You know, candidates, um, they have other opportunities they're looking at. They have, most of, most of the candidates have full-time jobs. Um, Candidates are balancing their livelihood and they really need to make decisions. At the same time, employers need to be realistic in terms of when they're giving an offer, in terms of market value salary. In Massachusetts, other, other states are different, but in Massachusetts, for example, you, you can no longer know the employee's salary history. But if the employee is giving their salary expectations of a certain amount, you don't bottom line them by an ir- a, um, the irrealistic salary, right? <laughs> and so what happens is it is a waste of the employee's time, prospective employee's time, the employer's time. And it just time-wise, you're also, as an employer, you're losing out on other potential candidates. So you also have your hiring group that is part of the interview process of the candidate. And a lot of times they don't understand how it's important for scheduling in terms of timing, because candidates have opportunities in making decisions and other people involved in the hiring process and being able to focus in getting back with feedback on candidates. So on the employer side, it's really important to really be cognizant of the candidate moving on a good candidate, getting back to candidates so they know their status and having people on a timely way, on a timely process and, and way. The other, the other thing, John, no, I just don't want to lose a sense. The other thing is, as part of the process is, you know how we can do Zooms now, like we're doing now, or WebEx, or, you know, um, um, Microsoft meetings. A lot of candidates need to to still talk during lunchtime or after work or before work because they're working in the office. 
So, so Mark, as always, you've given us a, a ton to unpack here, but one of the things that strikes me is, is uh, as you said, communication, aligning communication, and a lot of that can be, uh, those challenges perhaps can be averted by setting some expectations up front. Um, you know, obviously in our line of work, working as uh, management consultants, working with a lot of different organizations, we see uh, interview practices, we see interview approaches, and, and I've heard all of it, you know, working with a client last week that said, we just don't have great retention of people that we hire. I said, well, it probably has to do with your screening. <laughs> you know, if you're not fitting the right people in, you can't expect that they're going to last. And especially now where the tide is changed and it's an employer's uh, employee's market, um, sure, I'll take a job. And if I don't like it, I'll leave after three days. Well, that costs an employer a lot of money, <laughs> you know, a lot of time, a lot of aggravation, a lot of money. So um, one of the things that I think is very poorly done in the industry is I, I think we have a little bit of a holdover and perhaps it's generational where mid-career professionals, we'll call them, don't ask those questions. Can you give me a sense of what your hiring process is going to be like? You know, and for an employer to lay out that process up front and say, well, we anticipate it's going to take three to four weeks. And if you're a successful candidate, these are the stages you're going to go through. These are the types of people you're going to talk with. And I think setting that expectation up front and having that communication probably uh, clears a lot of anxiety and then also um, makes it so it's a much smoother process rather than this vague I had an interview today. I sent a follow-up. I haven't heard anything in a week. <laughs> I agree. Know? No, I, I totally agree. And, and candidly, we've had um, candidates who, who get upset at us because um, the employer's not getting back to them. The employer's wasting their time. The employer led them to believe after several interviews, maybe there were three interviews in the process, that all of a sudden, out of nowhere, well, you don't have this, you don't have that skill. And you're right, it's just, it's creating expectations, having the follow-up and having realistic parameters. So everybody, um, everybody for the candidate's sake and the employer's sake, because it's a, it's a small world we're in. And on the word gets out, not only on candidates in terms of how they are, but on employers. I mean, we could be recruiting sometimes and people will say, you know what? I, I know somebody who interviewed with them. I'm not interested in interviewing with them. Right. So, so one of the things that, that I think, um, you know, you, you touch on and uh, it used to be, and I don't know whether the, the, the rules of the trade anymore, uh, once upon a time it was taboo. Don't talk about salary in the first interview, never mention it. And one of the things I always feel like clients should say is let's at least talk about, about a ballpark. You know, if, if, if your expectation is, you know, six figures and let's just call it a hundred grand and the position is playing 40 grand, we, we don't need to have three interviews to talk because we're not in the same ballpark. Now, right. the flip side is if the position's paying 40 and, you know, I'm expecting 50, well, maybe it does make sense. Now I understand from a percentage perspective, but at least we're in the same ballpark. So uh, are, are you telling your clients um, to have that conversation early, at least in some sort of broad brushstrokes and give a sense of the expectation, or perhaps because you're aware of the parameters on both sides, you can bring the parties together. It seems to me that, that what, what happens today so often is there's a complete disconnect on certain subjects that historically may have been taboo, and there's no conversation until you're three, four, five interviews and maybe weeks down the road. And then everybody's you know, frustrated because it's been a waste of time. Right. So, well, here, here's the interesting thing. First of all, we always in the very beginning, because now it's about salary expectations. We say to our candidates, what are your salary expectations? Just tell me what your expectations are. What, is, what are they looking to pay? Well, today, 
they're not allowed to look at your salary history. So they are, but they're allowed to ask what you're looking for. Their, their attitude is depending on experience. Now, if you're not a lockstep law firm or you're not a corporation that has certain pay, um, pay programs, scales, right. pay grades and that type of thing, there's, a, there's different kinds of, there are a lot of factors and situations that go into what the ultimate salary is. But we always say upfront, tell us your salary range that we can share with the employer and be realistic. What happens, unfortunately, and you know, I get it because it's an employee's market, after employees are like three weeks in, their salary demands change. One is they might've looked at other opportunities and now they want a higher salary. We just had a situation like this. Luckily it worked out with the employer, but you know, the person gave us a range and it was a, a good range. And um, she got an offer and she said, you know, I'm hearing that people are making more than that now from what I did. Can you go back to them and see what they can do? And the employer was smart because it would be tough to get a candidate like this. And they ended up agreeing to raise what the original offer was. But a lot of the employers are offering what is in that original range and the employee is changing their expectations once they get down the line. Or some employees are saying, I'm depending on responsibility, what the employer would do. I'm you know, open what the employer would do. And so the employer says, okay, if they're open, this is the range. And the prospective candidate said, this is, that's fine. And then all of a sudden we get down the range. So I agree with you. I think that it's, it is, you, sh you should not, if you should not talk salary in the very beginning, but as a prelude to that discussion, you should talk about it. So when you send in your, you know, if you're not working with a recruiter, if you send in your um, salary expectations, the employer should seriously look at those salary expectations. If you're saying I'm looking for 100 and the job is paying or you want to only pay 75, then you get back to the candidate and said, I think your salary expectations are not within our ballpark. And if you're a, a candidate, don't agree to go on an interview in any way for a position if you know what the salary range is going to be. And especially there's some candidates will still say to me later, I mean, well, they will say, yep, my range is X and we get them the range. And then the, we just had this last week. The employer said to me, you know, they said that they're looking for 15,000 more than what we said. And I said, we told them the salary. That's not what they told us. We went back to the candidate. Yes, I thought I would ask for that. They said, what do you really want? I said, well, that's what we asked you. So it is, you're, you're, it's got to be a realistic approach on both parties, but you're totally right. There should, prior to the, that discussion, there should be a realistic exchange. But once the first meeting comes, both parties should be on the same page. So they don't waste their time. And, and I think what can be said about so many things in life, it really comes down to communication, making sure you're setting expectations, making sure there's clear communication. Um, and I think candidates feeling a little more empowered to ask questions up front. Uh, you know, I think as the dynamics change, as the marketplace has changed, I think candidates for their own well-being and for the good of the process need to be a little more forthright. Uh, you know, you don't have to be rude about it, but at least ask the questions so that they know, hey, there's a fit, there's not a fit. Um, right. and, and, and I think, uh, you know, again, what I've seen a lot is candidates are 
tend to be very reserved. Um, and maybe we have a little bit of a dichotomy to generational dichotomy where perhaps younger candidates feel a little emboldened to be able to ask all types of questions right up front and maybe set that expectation and be realistic. Um, but I, you know, I think at the end of the day, those candidate uh, and, and employer matchups that work well are when there's open communication, because this is a relationship that you're going into, hopefully not for a short term. And, and so having open communication is, is critical. So. I agree. Mark, Mark Z, always interesting to talk to you, always interesting to get insights. Uh, Mark Z with an employment update. What's the best place for, what's the best way for people to reach out to you if they want to get in touch with you, talk more about their needs? Thanks, John. Well, first of all, um, great, great, and thank you for having me on the show. Great um, conversation as always. First, they can Google Mark Z, M-A-R-C and the letter Z, and all our information should come right up or go to markzlegal.com, M-A-R-C, Z-L-E-G-A-L.com or 617-338-1300. Wonderful. This has been an employment update from Mark Z Legal Staffing, and you're listening to Radio Entrepreneurs, and we'll be right back with another segment on Radio Entrepreneurs.